Jim Turbert, and you are listening to Feel Free to Deviate, the podcast that attempts to figure out how people feel about success, their careers, and how they got to where they are today. Occasionally, we get off track, just like the best laid plans. That said, this episode features Bjorn van Spengen, and he rarely gets off track, but when he does, he tends to find another track that is also awesome. Seriously, he just keeps going strong. Bjorn was one of the founders of Photomat, which is the company I used to work for. Photomat is a software-as-a-service company that provides website-building services, and Bjorn basically built all of the non-visual elements of the application. Like, all of it. He left around the same time as me, pivoted, and started working for a bigger company called Metrological in a management position. (laughs) I'm not sure if any secrets to success are revealed in this episode, unless the secret is that you should be highly knowledgeable about something that people value. Also, make sure you enjoy it and are good at it. Is that a secret? I think it just makes good sense. I should be a guidance counselor. There may be a shit or two in this episode, but I can't remember. For the most part, it's a wholesome conversation, but if you or someone in your vicinity are offended by occasional mild curse words, proceed with caution. I'm still unemployed, but I had an interview recently. I think it went pretty well, except when we talked about my Dutch skills. He was not impressed. And I didn't expect him to be. The fact that he even called me in was a little perplexing. The company's entire website is Dutch, the job listing was in Dutch, and almost all of their clients are Dutch. In my letter, I clearly stated that my biggest weakness was the Dutch language, and I wrote the entire letter in English. When I got called in, my wife suggested that I was the wildcard candidate, which I kind of like. During a follow-up, the guy said that they decided not to hire anyone, and they're going to try to fill in the gaps with existing employees. So, yeah, the saga continues. I've been thinking about the previous episodes, and I came to the conclusion that it's good that I'm trying my hand at podcasting. It's sort of therapeutic, and it forces me to practice communicating with people who aren't children. I spend a lot of my time communicating with children. But it also got me thinking that maybe I should interview a child or a group of children about what they think success is. So, yeah, I think I'm going to do that, but not now. Here's Bjorn. I invited you here today because I'm a middle-aged guy without a job who never figured out what he wanted to do when he grew up. From my perspective, you seem to have figured a few things out, and I would like you to talk about that. Even though I already know you, could you please introduce yourself and tell me what you do, as specifically or generically as you like? I'm, I'm Bjorn. Yeah, currently working at Comcast as a content partner manager. And in the past, uh, I, I worked, I, well, I actually founded Photomat. And I, we also know each other from, from, from Viewbook, of course. What did you want to be when you were a kid? I think a fireman, of course, or a police officer. That's very common. Yeah. Every year at the school, well, maybe they don't do it for Groovy's group anymore because she's in group six. But with the younger with the younger kids, maybe they do it at your school too. They always print out a grid of of pictures of the kids, and they're holding a little a little card saying what they want to be when they grow up. And I'm I'm re- I'm always really surprised to see how many people say that they want to be policemen, and how many pardrayuf. And like that for for I assume most of you aren't Dutch speakers. That's a person who teaches folks how to ride horses. Um, and, uh, it's so true. Yeah. Or maybe astronaut. <laughs> I, surprisingly, not. A, I think there was one kid who said astronaut. Uh, there's some weird ones on there, like a couple oddballs, but it's mostly teacher, policy agent, 
police. Yeah, I could go get them, but it doesn't really, yeah. it doesn't really matter. So no data scientists. Or, no data uh, scientists. But there are a few security. very specific ones. <laughs> there are a few very specific ones. That, and it makes me think, yeah. like, uh, what? That's was, what your father taught you. Exactly. <laughs> was this fed directly to you from your father <laughs> or mother or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> it's all very, it's, it's a little bit too specific. But that, that said, when yeah. I remember when I was when I was a kid, my grandma went on a trip to Egypt and I used to really like looking at her pictures of of her on a camel, her near a pyramid. There's the Sphinx, you know, like stuff like that. And and she also uh, started buying lots of books about Egypt. I mean, that stuff is cool. You know, you got the funeral masks and you got the cool pyramids and all the illustrations involved with Egyptian stuff are amazing and very appealing to kids, I think. So I decided that I wanted to be an archaeologist. Which I think for a kid, at least at that time, I don't know, maybe it's common now. I mean, most kids didn't know what an archaeologist yeah. was, but my grandma told me. So that's what I wanted to be for a little while. And I um, never took any steps to become an archaeologist. Yeah. Did read some books, though. <laughs> I didn't take any steps to become a police officer or no. a fireman. No. Yeah, no. My, my father uh, always <laughs> said, yeah, yeah, you're a bit lazy. So uh, I think <laughs> you're going to own uh, a chair company. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they said for years and and because i was also a little bit picky about food uh, my mother prepared which she's she's not the best cook ever um so uh do i have to tell that <laughs> she's, she's but, probably uh, not gonna listen no but, you know <laughs> maybe she will i don't know <laughs> and she's terrible at english so okay <laughs> uh, probably don't, don't understand so um yes he was uh always saying like yeah i, I think you're gonna be a cook like a, a really good chef because <laughs> never happened <laughs> that's too bad <laughs> well uh, it's, is it too bad i don't know is it too bad i, I don't know I, I i'm still interested in, in preparing food and in and I, I know all the dutch star chefs chefs oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like the, the i know a couple of them. michelin stars and and i'm watching like documentaries about these chefs because i'm i'm, I'm interested in the, the way they think you know yeah like very creative and how they think about food it's so different than like a cook at oh a, for sure at a yeah, cafe yeah. sure <laughs> of course by. i'm trying to think i i think the only the only dutch celebrity chef that i know is uh herman herman de Blijker. yeah yeah and uh there's a restaurant in the haven and he's on the poster yeah with some other guy so i assume the other guy is also a celebrity chef he has brown hair Instead of being a large Brown bald hair. man, hmm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, the, anyway, yeah. the, the restaurant is called Goud, and it's on uh, Saint Job's Pier, Denk it, I think. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. That's, if, that's where I live. Was it? Was it yeah, there when it, you lived I think there? It, no, it was called Ivy's, I think. And uh, then they had to change their name because there was another company called Ivy's, and it, they had a sort of conflict. Yeah. Because it was also uh, a restaurant or something like that. So. They had to change their name. I think Herman and this other guy bought the company, but I'm yeah. not completely sure. I was already gone. But you never had any passion for making restaurants? No. Despite what your mother pressured you into? Yeah. Did you feel a lot of pressure from your parents to do anything? Uh, we had to work, but but not to, to do anything they wanted. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can sort of relate to that. Yeah, I come from a sort of working class. They teach me how to work and work hard. <laughs> And yes th that that's the only way to earn money it's not the only way but no, it's, of it's, course, it's but the way yeah. it's the easiest way for most <clears throat> people yeah. to do it. <laughs> exactly yeah yeah you could have also invested in dogecoin yeah i could 
I don't, I don't suppose know if you saw the news <laughs> <laughs> of the last two days. Um, I don't think it was a good idea. No, but <laughs> if you did it that so. week, that one week, you could have you yeah. could have uh, increased your investment yeah. many folds. Yeah, I like the technology of crypto, like the the whole blockchain technology. It's awesome, but I don't believe in blockchain technology for money or replacement for money. I do. I just kind of wish it wasn't. At this point, it's too much of a speculation media. Like I like the idea of it replacing money and banks. But right now, if people seem to be simply interested in it, not for its practical purposes, but for buying and selling for for a quick buck or a slow buck, that's great for those short sellers. I would just like there to be something more efficient than the current banking system. Yeah. You don't want your paycheck to be paid. In crypto, I do right? not. It's just too far, <laughs> too unstable at this point. Yeah, like exactly. I, yeah. I, for, <laughs> for my wages, I, requ- I require something that will be worth something tomorrow. <laughs> I guess there's no guarantee that actual fiat currency will be worth anything tomorrow, but something pretty terrible would have to happen for it yeah, to become worthless. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm guessing that yeah. I would have bigger problems than my paycheck if the euro all of a sudden was worth nothing. Yeah. Tell me about like, where you came from. So I grew up in a small town close by Rotterdam called Blijswijk. Now they call it Lansingerland. It's it's very small, 8,000 people. My parents, they, they were like working class. So they worked in, uh, uh, my my father started in uh, as a construction worker. But in the, in the early 80s, there was this financial crisis. So he got fired and he was looking for a job just like you. And yes. he was willing to accept everything. If it pays, he ended up in uh, in uh, working in greenhouses. Oh, cool! Yeah, so he became uh, <laughs> a greenhouse specialist. So For real? Yeah. No, well, yeah, <laughs> I call it the greenhouse specialist. But he worked in the tomatoes and uh, uh, also in in flowers, and he knows a lot about those plants, especially those flowers. It's still working hard and uh, not earning that much. Um, but I also did that. When I was like 15, 16, maybe a bit younger, I mm-hmm. think four. Yeah, I started at 14. Like like weeding yeah. and, and picking or what? Like, Yeah, yeah, picking tomatoes and, and also weeding, yeah. Nice. And that's how I earned my my first money. And, and, and that's how it all started, actually, because I, I from that money, I bought my first computer. Yes. We, we didn't have a computer. Okay. So I had my first computer at the age of 16. What was it? Uh, I think it was a Pentium 2. Nice. Yeah, it was a Pentium 2, 333 megahertz. That was huge at yeah, the time, right? Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and a graphics card. We, we didn't have like crazy GPUs at the time. I oh. think it was an Intel 740 chip. I, I don't know if you... I do not, but that's uh, maybe, okay. Yeah, that, that was one fancy chip at that time. And we uh, also had like a, a, a Monster 3D card. Where they is like that a the, sound card? No, no, no. It was like those crazy uh, graphics cards. Okay. I had uh, 3DFX. Maybe you remember. I don't. I ah. wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't really into P- PC stuff. Yeah. Re- I didn't really get into computers until a little bit later. When yeah, when I started going to school, there was a time when I was a little bit younger where I wanted a computer. When I was really young, I saved up money from washing cars or whatever, and I bought a, a TRS-80. Do you know what a TRS-80 is? Yeah. It's like the Radio Shack brand computer that was, I believe, designed to compete with, not the Amiga, the Commodore 64. 
Yeah, it was pretty bare bones <laughs> for a kid my age. I was just like, so you spend 45 minutes typing this thing and then this little shape on the screen moves. And, and it wasn't it wasn't particularly engaging. So I kind of lost interest. But then later on, I remember when they started integrating multimedia stuff with computers and the what was it? The 486DX was kind of like the new hotness. This is pre-Pentium. And I started to kind of get into it, like do some research then. But it never manifested. My, my, my parents didn't buy one and I couldn't get the money. And I was also a teenager and I started doing teenager things instead of playing with computers. So there was that. And then I basically remained dormant in the computer world until I started taking classes at MassArt and using uh, Photoshop and stuff. Then I set my sights eventually on a Mac. And with the assistance of my grandmother, I purchased a G4, the first multiprocessor G4. It's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, back in the days, <laughs> I had to find out that that Mac is better than, yeah. than building your PCs yourself. But that that's also, I think, how I got in. Because this computer, I, I don't know if it's like, if all those computers back in the time were like that unstable. Mm-hmm. But it was very unstable. Windows 98 was just released. Nice. Uh, I had driver problems. There Legendary. Was, yeah. Uh, um, evidently, the, what, there was this hardware problem with this 3DFX card, which we didn't know before. And we came like two or three months to see that there was probably something wrong with that card. So I had a very unstable system. And, and that, yeah, I spent a lot of time with that computer and I learned a lot. Yeah. So after three or four months, I actually built my first computer. Cool. And also installed all the software for, for family. And, 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 and that's how it all went. And that's how you became that guy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and w- because my, my computer was so unstable in the beginning. And then my nephew, he bought it for me because he worked at a computer store. Oh, nice. Yeah. He, he doesn't live close by. So I had so many problems that. Oh, yeah, I think it were friends of my my parents. They visited us and I told him about this computer. And then he said, yeah, yeah, I have a friend close by and uh, he lives in Zoudemir. So that, that's like 10 kilometers from my house. So, uh, yeah, and I, I will ask him to, to help you. Nice. And, and he actually did. Cool. That ended up in a new job mm-hmm. because we still had contact after he, he fixed my computer. And he owned a gym. Oh, oh, okay. I know where this is going. All right. Yeah. (laughs) So we own this gym and then sometimes I did my, my school at that time. This is, this is post, post middle bar school. This is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually like 16 years, you, you leave the middle bar school and then you go to the next school and, and that next school was 400 meters from his house. I think someone needed a friend, needed a internship and because I think this company filed for bankruptcy or something like that. So I said, okay, I know this guy. He lives very close by. So join me. We go to him and ask. So we went to his house (laughs) and asked and he was fine with it. So, (laughs) uh, yeah. So we had still had a bit of contact and after this guy's traineeship, uh, he asked me to join him and, and, and work for him in, in computers in the gym. And they had all kinds of plans to start a chain. Okay. So that's how it ended up in like, I think I worked eight or nine years for them. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Really? Yeah. I didn't realize it was that <clears throat> long. That's a long yeah. time. Yeah, I worked eight or... Yeah, I think it was eight years. And, and you were basically like, what, building systems to to manage subscriptions and, yeah well and in, the, in the beginning it was uh just building computers maintaining computers maintaining okay. the network and then after that it was also uh building some software websites in that time it was very expensive to build a website so i was super interested in building websites so he he bought me some books and and software and i started building websites in dreamweaver you probably know i do yeah <laughs> Yeah. Alas, <laughs> alas, I don't use it's, Dreamweaver it's, anymore. Yeah, it's the worst. <laughs> Does but, it even exist mm, anymore? I don't, I don't no, even know. No, 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 no. <laughs> After it was acquired by Adobe, I think it was like it was around I, for a while. Yeah, under it was Adobe, around but for a while. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't even like. I don't know because I don't. I wouldn't use it yeah. now. But I, I'm an Adobe subscriber. But I don't really <laughs> notice that uh, it was in their package. But anyway, yeah. Well, I use it in the time of Macromedia. So yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Me too. Yeah, and it was awesome at that time. Sure. I mean, if you look back at the code, you're just like, eh. Yeah, yeah, but there's also times like there was no CSS. Exactly. There was exactly. no this and that. So it was it was a pretty awesome tool. It, no, it was yeah. amazing. It yeah. was amazing. I took a class when I was at school, you know, intro to web design. And it was all about learning HTML basics. And I, I would do this thing and it would take me hours and hours and hours to make this horrific little site. And then... <laughs> two or three, four weeks into the class, the guy's like, okay, well now here's this thing here. And then he basically showed us that in Dreamweaver, you can take a JPEG and slice it and <laughs> you can make buttons and you can make this thing that looks like a real website. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know that a lot of people frown on slicing and tables now, but that was that, mind that blowing was, to yeah, me. <laughs> that, that was also the way to go. Exactly. The, yeah. Rounded corners. It sounds easy, but it is not time, easy. It was the worst. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was so <laughs> bad. It was so bad. Yeah. That was funny. That was a funny class. It was before everyone had a website and it was before there were things like photo matter, Squarespace or whatever. <laughs> and it was just lots of, janky ass websites everywhere <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there were, there were a couple good ones and then there were Fla there was flash which flash that was flash was awesome at some point i mean i'm not maybe you don't think so but the rest of the world thought it was awesome at some point <laughs> <laughs> and then well i also did some flash but not that much i did a little yeah. tiny bit but i i always hated the front end a bit for some reason i don't know i still do actually well, then they completely changed action script, like somewhere yeah. along the way, they invented a new action script. And yeah, anyway, flash. I, yeah. Yeah. It made it better. Yeah. But still. <laughs> but still. <laughs> so after like four years of working at the gym, this office was next to this sort of coffee bar, juice bar within the gym. So sometimes I was just helping at the bar if there was nobody there. There was this guy at the bar ordering stuff and we had a talk and he owned a software company. Oh. So he asked me to work for him. Oh, cool. <laughs> and well. that's how I became a professional software engineer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he had a small company. He worked for uh, BP, the oil company. That's small company. That's pretty small. Uh, but also Kawasaki. Oh, yeah. I've heard of them. Yeah. Yeah. You've heard of them. Yeah. <laughs> Names like that. So that was pretty awesome, I thought. And uh, yeah, so I, I also started working there. So I made like, what was it? I think it was 
80 hours a week, something what? like that. Because, uh, yeah, well, school, oh, that okay. job, and yeah. another job. Yeah. Not like working that, 80 hours. That, <laughs> right. That's like... That's, <laughs> <laughs> your yeah. time was your time was spoken for we'll say yeah, yeah. yeah. that's how I all, uh, how it all started with uh, becoming a professional software engineer and and uh, I worked there for a while uh, I did my traineeship there also my graduation project yeah it was sort of I, I think that that's what you see nowadays a lot doing suggestions because you know people's preferences yep that's that was actually my graduation project in 2005 okay so i made a prototype and it was pretty awesome but it was way too heavy to run on a server at that time right in an environment like what we what we have like now with web shops with a lot of people on it was undoable at least how i made yeah, it yeah <laughs> right right yeah at a certain level yeah 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 but still in that time you didn't saw it that much because it was very expensive to run on not that beefy hardware, of course. Right. Yeah. Now everybody has super powerful. Yeah. It's easy. It's pretty yeah. affordable to get crazy powerful computers. Yeah. These days. Look at your phone. It's, it's crazy. Or, or it's like nuts. those like M1 processes of Apple. They are amazing. They really are. So after I graduated, I stopped working at that software company and this gym, they asked me to, to do all the, all the, all the IT stuff for the chain there we're working on. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I did for, I think a year. I also met a lot of people who know a lot about exercising and stuff like that. And it was back in like 2006. I think we started talking about this in 2005 about let's create this online platform for personal training, stuff like that. Right. What everybody does yeah, <laughs> nowadays. Like, yep. I got at least two <laughs> yeah. of them on my phone. Yeah. Do I use them? No. Yeah. So uh, back in the days, there, there was no such software, right. especially not online. So we started doing that, but we were young and we didn't know about investing stuff. And then, uh, okay. so it ended up like in, after eight months, we ran out of money. So right. yeah, I had to find a job. The, the boy next door, he was a friend of mine and uh, he just graduated also at my company. <laughs> okay. He made a flash interface actually. Nice. He was really good at flash. So he said, yeah, yeah, I'm doing a lot of freelance work and with Flash and stuff like that. And, and, and I know this guy who works for an agency. He worked at uh, Fabrik, which is a pretty big agency in the Netherlands. And he wants to start a company. So maybe you're interested. We're looking for a guy who can do a lot of backend stuff. And then and, and I can do a lot of Flash and front end. And he's a really good designer. So yeah, we met. And then it went fast. Two months later, we started this company. We grow a bit every year mm -hmm. and uh yeah i think i had that company for like seven years and i got a bit That's bored a long time. yeah yeah we had some employees and and i but i still got a bit bored because it was always the same work making forms building and, it was probably the, the fun part yeah but that that it, it it seems like all right yeah i plan on talking to a lot of different sorts of people i've already talked to you're the third person yeah you're the third person i don't know if that's the order these are going to come out i have no idea <laughs> it's not clear yet to be determined but it just seems like what's the secret bjorn like you 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 get interested in computers you start following a, a course at school or whatever 
about computer science. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I computer did. science. Yeah, yeah, I studied you, computer you, science. <laughs> so you just immerse yourself in this stuff, and you start meeting people along the way, and your involvement and skills get better and bigger and better and bigger. And now you're talking about starting a company. <laughs> yeah, with with these. Uh, I guess, I guess, I guess asking you what the secret is, you was just like, you just live, you just live your life. But the, but I'm just going to say, it's not obvious to everybody. Okay. <laughs> I think yeah. it's, I think it's really, it's, it's, it's kind of remarkable that, that you, <laughs> you're just casually saying, oh, and then this happened and then this happened and that's it. This, it just kept building and building and building and you make it sound so simple. But I think yeah. in most people's heads, they're like, but how do I do that? But how do I do that? And it was just doing it. Yeah. <laughs> That's trademarked, I think. Yeah. Well, maybe because you're young and, and you're, I didn't have kids. I didn't have a girlfriend sure, or, sure. or a house. So I just did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you learn along the way, of course. We well, had a lot to learn. <laughs> what did the company do? We were just an ordinary agency. So we built websites, web applications. And, and, and after 2010, Apple came with iPhone and iPads and and, oh, uh, and, and also uh, SDKs to build your own app. So we also started with that. And it went out pretty successful, I think. We were a healthy company. Yeah. Yeah, we had a couple of employees. I don't know. It was still for me like pretty boring stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we, I, I was completely, every time I was repeating this, this thing, building forms or simple APIs. Right. For you, the exciting part was making the company, make building it up. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And then yeah, once it I became so. like a job, you're just like, yeah, I can do this yeah. over and over again. For a lot of people, that's the goal to get to that point where it's just a money machine and it just, yeah. just cash and checks. <laughs> not that not that Europeans cash checks. No. Europeans <laughs> not say, anymore. What's a check? <laughs> You stopped doing that in what is it, 1985, something like that. Yeah, by the way, Americans, <laughs> they, they still nobody it, uses right? checks anymore. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> checks are stupid. Okay, so you did that, and what happens next then? You get bored with it. I got bored with it, so I said it to my partners. Evidently, uh, the other partners said, okay, I want to stop. And we were also in, in the uh, working on a requirement. There was this company who was interested in acquiring our company. Oh, nice! And just for the accounts, or for the name, or for everything. Yeah, just uh, they 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 were the leading. They called themselves employer branding. Okay. Yeah, so it, they make all those working at this site or working at McDonald's or whatever. Oh, okay. Working at Deloitte and yeah, like eight human Starbucks. resources. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they did it for like. Big companies, Starbucks, mm. Amazon, uh, Deloitte, all, all the big names. Yeah. So they were pretty interested in our skills because they already worked with us for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And then they said, okay, we, we want to buy you. And they did it, that didn't happen. Ah. <laughs> <Got> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they yeah, reverse like, engineered it. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no. I, I think they lost interest. Oh, okay. It took like one and a half year. So I thought I want to stop and I didn't have a plan for something new. I was like, yeah, I'm going to stop, start freelancing or something like that. Right. I will see. I, I can, I can program. People are looking for programmers. So they really are. Yeah, I don't care. I will see. I can, t I can, I can tell you <laughs> right now that developers are very much in demand. Yeah. 
Yeah, still. Because those are all the jobs that are available right now. Yeah. Developer jobs. Yep. Very popular. Okay. Sorry for interrupting. So I stopped and there were multiple companies where we had our office. So we talked to this other software development company uh, called Hoppinger that we're going to stop. And that's where my first assignment came from. (laughs) Oh, nice. (laughs) Yeah. What was it? Uh, well, yeah, I worked on different uh, different projects, a lot of Ruby on Rails projects, ah, uh, Sheet.nl, that's sort of BMB for, especially for, for French sheets. Yeah. And also selling and, and, uh, and renting, but also castles, stuff like that. I did, I did a lot of projects over there and I worked there for 10 months and then I got this call from Reen ah. and, and that guy, you know. He loves Ruby on, well, he loved, he loved past Ruby, tense, on, Ruby Rails. on Rails. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the owner of Viewbook, he called me. I uh, I got your name from uh, this and this guy, and uh, that guy worked for me. He didn't have time or interest in, in doing the job. So yeah. he said, call Bjorn. He's and the he man. Did. Yeah, he did. And uh, we had a talk, and it was a nice talk. Yeah, that ended up in an assignment. And I think I worked. As a freelancer for Viewbook till we're talking about 2014 right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah so I recall. worked for Viewbook till we started Photomat, basically. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, beginning of 2017. Crazy. That's where we met. Crazy stuff. Yeah. Crazy stuff. I remember uh, you coming in. It was a weird time. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it was just, there were a lot of weird things going on. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess it's, yeah, I don't know. Talking about all the details of things is probably not. No, but I think it was one of the weirdest companies. <laughs> it was pretty weird. Uh, yeah, I worked <laughs> for. It was pretty weird. In the beginning, I was like, what is happening here? <laughs> it's it's so weird. Nobody well, speaks to each other. And well, <laughs> yeah, I remember that I, I do the way of communicating with the guy next to me, Martin, Yeah, was on, on FlowDoc. <laughs> He's like four feet away, yeah, four, two meters away, <laughs> and that was so weird. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of stuff that went down. We could do a whole podcast about that. Oh yeah, but, we can. But, <laughs> but that's probably yeah. I don't want to burn any bridges. Or <laughs> um, <laughs> so crazy. But story. it was also a nice company. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I worked we there for nine years. And, I worked and, bet- yeah. between ViewBook and Photomat. I worked. For nine years, that's a long time. Yeah. It's a really long time. And there I met you, the best support guy ever. <laughs> Award-winning support. Award-winning, yeah. There are no support awards. I don't know. <laughs> there, there must be an award. There must yeah. be an award. I know that the Squarespace guys say that they have award-winning support. but Then there probably is an award. <laughs> there, there might be an award. They might, they, but maybe they're lying. Yeah. I shouldn't say that because maybe Squarespace wants to... Sp- sponsor my my podcast oh yeah okay they 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 sponsor all the other podcasts they do yeah they do 99 percent of them can i can i just i'm gonna tell you a secret right now okay don't don't tell reen you apply i might host this podcast on squarespace what dude <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of options out there but I, I think that it might be the most cost effective one that also allows you to make a, a good looking website yeah there are a lot of podcast hosting companies, but the websites are super ga- <laughs> yeah. super janky. <laughs> and Photomo doesn't have support. They for don't have RSS feeds uh, or audio yeah. embeds or blah 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 blah. And I can make it, of course. But you could, yeah. I know. And I, and if, 
And and you know what? If we were sitting over there in our old office talking about this, it would probably yeah. it would probably get on the list. Yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> streaming audio was on the list. I remember. Yeah. I remember. Well, yeah. didn't you build the functionalities there? You said it, it's it there. It's just there's no there. interface. It's just sound without video. <laughs> I mean, images. How hard could it be? Yeah. Right? It's an MP4 yeah. or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we basically were already there. Right. Yeah. But it never happened. You just need I mean, we are we also already have a player. You know, I guess you could make a custom audio player that's yeah, a little bit well, different yeah, than yeah. The, and you know. It's pretty much the same. The yeah. player was almost built. Like it yeah. was, it was almost it was there for video, a very simple video player. It's an elegant and simple video player. Yeah. But uh Thanks, Florian. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he did a pretty good job with that. I know, it's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really nice. <laughs> 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 what do you miss the most about photo matt uh i i think you guys yeah not yeah. The, not the coffee coffee breaks <laughs> yeah, coffee ramen <laughs> but, but really the uh, coffee break the most, was more yeah. was more about i feel like was more about socializing yeah not really i mean the coffee was good yeah but. The, the same with ramen or having like this Sunam sandwich or yeah. whatever. We walk by when yeah. I walk by there with Marlene. It's like oh, we used to go here all oh, the time. Spooky bowl or <laughs> yeah, the lunches were very good. It was good. <laughs> good times, man. Good times. Yeah. Good I think times. that I miss that the most. You guys. Yeah, yeah. But that's just uh, just so you guys know. I I used to work for a company called Photomat, and it was a very small company. And Bjorn technically was my boss because he owned the company or he was one of the owners of the company, but that wasn't really the vibe. It was just, there were four of us, four core members of the team and we were, we all had a job and we were just doing it. It's not like anyone was barking orders. at (laughs) It was just like, I had a job and I did it. Yeah. You weren't on the company. He happened to be my boss, but he never treated me like I was his subordinate. He was just a guy that I worked with. (laughs) Yeah. I think that that's, the right approach to be uh, honest uh, yeah. it worked for me yeah people are not stupid they, <laughs> no, exactly. they don't need bosses well some, you know? to be fair some people are stupid <sighs> okay <laughs> our users right <laughs> no 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 you i would ha- never you have say to that. treat them like they are stupid uh, <laughs> when you develop software because some people can do tricks like nobody can they can just ruin everything Tell me about it. <laughs> Tell me yeah. about it. Yeah. For real. <laughs> I, I saw some crazy stuff over the years and I've had some crazy conversations. Yeah. And um, now the only conversations I'm having are here in my basement. Yeah. With Bjorn. Yeah. But it's a nice environment. It's all right. It's not, it's not bad. I would like it to be better, but it's, it's, I don't know. It's a little overwhelming. I don't have that Bjorn tenacity to just... <laughs> <laughs> to just make the magic happen i do slowly over time it has gotten better like if i showed you pictures of a couple of years ago or maybe five years ago three let's say three and a half years ago it, it's it's a lot better it keeps getting a little bit better you still have the fancy chair i do i also oh, have dude, so i also good. have a laptop upstairs and a and a and an ipad that is belongs to reen he said i could hold on to it for uh homeschooling and stuff and yeah i haven't seen him so uh, I assume I'm going to give it to him at some point. It's yours now. Right? No. I, I wouldn't, I would, I would be okay with that. I would definitely be okay with that. Cause it's nice to have, it's nice to have an extra laptop around and the kids, the kids like it too for school stuff. And uh, they play these dumb browser based games. This is where the magic happens. I think it's nice. 
yeah. I, I like I like it. I, I mean, I, I, yeah. I have I have mixed feelings about it. There were, I would what I'd really like to do is smash out the floor and make it lower. Get a. I can imagine. I I can just not stand here. Yeah, I think I have friends who can't stand here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Some Dutch so people are just me, I will probably extremely yeah. tall. Have uh, you have to duck to go through this door and through that thing. Yeah. But other than that, I can I can stand everywhere down here. It's very low though. If I stand on my tippy toes, I can hit every single one of these these uh, joists. Whatever. It's uh it's okay. Spend my time down here applying for jobs. But like I told you, I fixed fixed the fence yesterday. My neighbor is uh, yeah. He's he's a retired guy. Maybe we should just start a fence repairing business. <laughs> <laughs> we we both have a little bit of time, or a podcast business, Burmon and Burmon. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I'd yeah. do a podcast with him. Well, we can make software for podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I was thinking. I was thinking as I was inve- investigating this, and I was looking at the, some of the Dutch companies that host podcasts. I was thinking maybe I should talk to some of those guys and see if they want to start a podcast hosting platform because we could do a better job than this. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I can't cause I'm not a developer, yeah. but the rest of the thing is basically already built. Yeah. <laughs> you just need to, you, you want to add an RSS to, feed yeah, exactly. and, and like a button that publishes it to, to, to all yeah. the hosts, to all the, the applications and maybe add a mailing list. I don't know. <laughs> like whatever. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's becoming more popular nowadays podcasts it really is well i think that the netherlands is maybe like five five or six years behind yeah but yeah yeah, it's super popular it's all over the kvk website it's it's becoming very popular so yeah i I always want to talk about the triumphs and the pitfalls but it just sounds like you had this 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 rocket trajectory to wherever you're going and the only sort of pivot was the i can't say demise because photomat still exists but the ceremonial downsizing of photo math that turned into what it is now. Yeah. And I'm just going to call it the ceremonial do- downsizing. Um, and uh, so, yeah, the, it seems to me that the biggest pivot is you taking a jobby job at a corporation. Yeah. And a big one. <laughs> it's, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, yeah. but that's, it's also in a way it seems kind of like a logical step in a way. It just seems like a departure from what you're, was it ever a, did you start off with goals or did you just go? Well, I don't know, actually. Yeah, it just happened. When when this thing, we, we I, I saw it a bit coming. So I thought, yeah, what, what I'm going to do now? And, and then it cost a lot of time. And, 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 and I also wanted to spend time on my kids and and, uh, and, and don't live in uncertainty if if we're gonna earn money and and stuff like that and we also had like we always wanted to buy a new house for example oh, really? with a bigger backyard okay stuff like that so i think for that reason i chose to to work for a company and and i always were want to work for a tech company my preference was like a smaller tech company backed by a bigger company with that's a lot of exactly money. what you got and that's what i did <laughs> yeah yeah and and i knew this this company because my brother he worked for me at that agency agency and uh when we stopped in 2013 he started working for them so i was looking on linkedin at the time and one of the first jobs i saw 
was at Metrological. <laughs> I know yeah. those guys. <laughs> I know those guys. Yeah. And I knew they were acquired by Comcast. So I was like, yeah, this is this nice tech company backed by a big corporation. Big. It's huge. Yeah. It's like 200,000 <laughs> people working for them. So I thought, let's give my brother a call to see if he's okay with the fact that I want to work for them yeah. and <laughs> becoming his colleague. Right. <laughs> And what, he, he, what does your brother do? He he's a QA engineer. Oh, okay. So he's doing. Uh, so maybe I could work for him. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Next to him, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm just throwing that out. Yeah. There. Just throwing I that out I, there. Yeah. I, I I think you will fit the job. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be awesome. So uh, Oscar, uh, if you hear this, uh, <laughs> please call Jim. <laughs> I I sent you his resume. Uh, <laughs> Well, he asked me to, uh, oh, I, I said him uh, that, that, I, that we kind of record a, a podcast. Oh, and, nice. and then he said, yeah, send me a link. Right, well, it's so, not, I haven't posted any of them yet. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm, <laughs> this is the third one. I'm, I, I was, it was supposed to be the fourth one. One I of the know. guys canceled. He said that uh, he had cold feet about speaking English for so long, which I completely understand because, yeah. you know, if someone asked me to do it in Dutch, I would <sighs> yeah. 100% refuse. I'm getting used to it now because. I do it now for like yeah since we met like exactly since 2014. <laughs> because, but I before that, English. yeah, well, sort of, yeah. That, that that's a weird habit. I think is is that a habit of Dutch people that? It's, I think it's both. For at least at Photomat, it was it was both because I know that even when, especially with Rien, I would start conversation or he would start a conversation in Dutch. I would yeah. reply in Dutch, and slowly, I don't know if it was me or him. It, like it I needed to happens. explain something better. Yeah. So I used a few English words or he felt that maybe I wasn't getting the gravity of the situation. And so he switched <laughs> like uh, slowly. It turned from Dutch to broken Dutchlish to, <laughs> to in- English. English. <laughs> and then it just turned into English. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's, I, I, I'm guessing. Yeah. I think, I, I guess, I mean, I'll take the blame. I'll take yeah. the blame for it. Uh, I think that there were times when he got sick of speaking English. I'm pretty yeah. sure. But I yeah, kept, probably. I respect yeah. that. Yeah, I was fine with it. But most of the yeah. time, we just sat there doing our thing anyway. It's yeah. not like we were talking. It also <laughs> reminds me of those weird situations where we were talking with the four of us uh-huh. at this place. Yeah, and then two people were talking to each other and the other two Dutch guys uh-huh. were talking in English to each other. And yeah. then after some time, they said. Huh? What are you guys talking about? Yeah, <laughs> we're 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 speaking Dutch, uh, yeah. English, and and we're both Dutch. What are we doing? That happened right. a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Tech, Flo, Florian's mom was American. Yeah, I know. So she, they, yeah, his English is really good. Yeah, he's really good at. It. I can program in so many languages. Yeah. But speaking languages, oh, oh, I'm the worst. Your English is fine. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's like, that's the other thing. Like this guy canceled, but I know that he would have been fine. Yeah. Uh, it, it's when I, when I first came here, the first time I came to the Netherlands, I was a student on exchange. I lived in a house in Enschede and one of the, the, uh, Nor, one of the women who lived in the house was, uh, she had done, a a an exchange when she was in high school to an American high school and she was super excited to talk English and blah, blah, blah. blah. And first of all, she was very talkative anyway, still is. I'm sure I haven't seen her for a while. Hi, Nor. Um, uh, but she, uh, <laughs> she, uh, 
she was she was super eager to practice her her English, you know, and yeah. she was yeah completely understandable. Her her boyfriend also lived there, and he was fine, you know, didn't speak English a ton, but it was fine. But there was one guy in the house. There was one guy in the. I'm clicking. I shouldn't click. Um, there was one guy in the house who barely ever talked to me, and I just assumed he wasn't interested or didn't care. Yeah. But then, like the first time we had a party, he had a couple of beers. It was just like. Dude, your English is fine. <laughs> I think I also had it back in 2014 when it just started with Viewbook. I didn't think we didn't talk that much. I because, I, I um, remember, I mean, I think, guess on a day-to-day, I guess we didn't because we were doing completely different things. Yeah. But I remember I remember a couple conversations by the the, the cooker and, uh, oh, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, so like, course, I, yeah. were, I, I remember a couple in the beginning. I was like, I remember coming home and saying, oh, there's a new guy. His name is Bjorn. And, blah, blah. and oh, yeah. you know, like I remember having that conversation yeah. with Marlene. I have no recollection of thinking, wow, Bjorn, Bjorn's English sucks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I never, I never okay. thought that. Well, I, I do my best, but I think yeah, for me, it's still hard for some reason. I don't know. Well, of course. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's hard to be perfect, I suppose. When I speak Dutch, I don't expect people to jump down my throat every single time I make a mistake because I make mistakes constantly. Yeah. And almost all the Dutch people that I interact with on a day-to-day basis or week-to-week basis speak English far better than I speak Dutch. Yeah. And that's it's almost universal. Sometimes there's a kid in the supermarket maybe who doesn't speak English very well. or, or but But my Dutch is definitely good enough to speak to supermarket workers. Yeah. That's one of the places where I get to get get the most Dutch practice in the store. I know. Yeah. Or ordering like coffee or stuff. Flat white yeah. with hovermilk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't even have to say it anymore. And a carrot I'm a, cake. <laughs> I'm a regular. So or a all... cookie or something else. Yeah. They did have this, what was it? Ginger cookies? Those things were good. <sighs> and the, oh, the gefilde koeken. Ah, oh, the gefilde koeken. Oh. Yeah. Did you, did you stop at Levkov on your way over? I was actually thinking of... <laughs> You, you, like, took the, you took the you took the tram. Should I take some the, carrot? Okay, or <laughs> maybe I, you should. The, they I have didn't. the different loaf. They Sorry. also have the lemon, the lemon loaf, the oh, lemon coffee loaf. That's also pretty good. These guys know yeah, how to do I miss it. that. Yeah, that's what I miss the most. You guys, of course, but the coffee, the ramen, yeah, and and the cookies and cake and. Oh. I hadn't had ramen for a really long time. Yeah, and then. I'm sure everyone's really interested in this. Then every <laughs> we 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 ordered takeout ramen from yeah. Takumi on our anniversary. Oh, so good! Yeah, comes delivered. They deliver the broth and then they deliver the stuff in a little little sakya, nice. and then you mix it up. It's we had to crispy and yeah, it was fresh. Good. Yeah, oh, man, nice. So good. Yeah, you know, you kind of take it for granted when it's every week. Yeah, you forget how much you like it when it's just there. Yeah, and then I haven't had it, and I was just oh, the richness. Oh, it's so good. It's like a flavor explosion <laughs> in my face. Remembers me of when we had like vacation or stuff like that, that, that we didn't went there for like maybe for weeks. four weeks. And then that <laughs> first time it was, everybody's like, oh, <laughs> this is good. Silent dudes <laughs> yeah. slurping their broth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I'm probably missing something. I don't know. I don't know either. I'll probably cut some of the some of the stuff out. Yeah, of course. <laughs> not, I mean, not, not all of it, but yeah, some imagine. of it. Because, you know, I, there are a couple of things that <sighs> nobody cares about. But you know what? I appreciate that you came on. Yeah, no this, problem. The least I can do for you, Jim. 
I yeah. really appreciate it. <laughs> I uh, I hope everything continues to go well. Yeah, at Metrological, and, and I hope you you will get a job, and it would be awesome if that's Metrological, and we can yeah, see that'd be each cool. That, that would be yep. super awesome. <laughs> I, I did not think it was gonna it was gonna last this long. Yeah. The unemployment. Yeah, I really thought it was Me just neither. gonna be a couple of months. There were two times that I yeah. thought it was over. I thought this is the one. Yeah. You told me. Yeah. And I was wrong. It's out of my control. I can't force people to hire me. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any parting words for me or anyone else? Um, no. <laughs> okay. Be excellent to each other. That was Bjorn. He's a great guy. I gave him a copy of my resume, and he's going to pass it on to the bigwigs at Metrological. Fingers crossed. What did I get from our conversation? One, don't underestimate your uncle's friend. Anyone can be in your network. Two, it's okay to pivot. Three, camaraderie is one of the best workplace benefits. I mean, besides money and a deep sense of satisfaction. If you have any questions or comments, you should feel free to contact me by sending an email to mail at feelfreetodeviate.com or contact me via social media. I am at feelfreetodeviate on Facebook and Instagram, though it remains unclear if I'm going to keep that up because social media is not my forte. Check feelfreetodeviate.com for more information about the show and be sure to check the Clipporama page if you want to contribute an audio clip or some other form of amusing anecdote. That's all for now. Thanks for deviating with me. I'll post a new episode in two weeks. Until then, be excellent to each other.